Hello, and welcome to the Gymcast on Hologram Radio. I am Aline Sims, and today I am joined by science fiction writer Kate Tempest Bradford. Hello. We are not joined by our astute note taker, Alex Knight. Um, but hopefully next week he'll be able to join us again. So we are on episode three of season two, Video Wars. Season three, season three. Season three. Did I say season two? I did say, oh, I'm the worst. It's season three, episode three. Yes, numbers. Still Video Wars. And in this episode, Clash and her desire to become the fifth misfit infiltrates Gem and the Holograms. And the game is afoot. <laughs> Stay tuned for an action-packed episode. Showtime, Synergy. Such a nerd. Such a nerd, Tempest. Well, but aren't we all? If we're talking about Gem and the Holograms, I think it's a given. We're pretty nerdy, we're pretty nerdy. here at the Gemcast. It's, it's true. pretty awesome. I like it. So, do you have initial, like, an opening statement for this episode? Or should I just dive right in? I mean, my only statement is that I'm kind of disappointed this isn't another Riot episode. Mm. I, you know, from just my remembrances as a kid, I just remember the last episodes of this show being just all stingers all the time. But that is not it's true. Not. So I'm a little sad. But there are some interesting things about this episode. So it'll be cool. It'll be great. I, I think we're going to have, have things to talk about. In fact, I could have sworn we talked about this episode already. Um, because like in my head, I can hear your voice saying things about certain scenes. So I'm, we're going to have to see if, if that all lines up or not. Um, so I was in your dreams <laughs> talking about episodes. always, this is I dream of, I dream of you in the gym cast. That's what happens. Um, so we open this episode with Lindsay in her studio introducing Like a Dream, um, which we've seen on at least two previous episodes. Yes, we actually just just saw this song, like literally just because wasn't this the song that Jem sang that got right all hot and bothered? And it was like, Jem, you are the perfect woman and I'm the perfect man. <laughs> was it? Like, okay. Was it this one? I think. Maybe. Uh, I feel like... It's so sad. We just literally watched these episodes, but they are just out of our heads. But yeah, yes, no, yes. This this was yeah, the song. It was. So it's like yeah, we have this repeat already. I mean, if we're just already like hmm. the, actually the fact that they repeated this song right at the beginning of this episode, it's just like the whole way this episode is constructed made me actually wonder if this was somehow a leftover episode from season two that they just shoved in here. Oh, interesting. Yeah, because it if they had done it to like continue the narrative somehow and provide continuity with with episodes so closely spaced, it would make more sense. But it was just kind of thrown in here, and I don't remember with the repeat songs we've had before. I don't remember them being so close together, except for like season one. But yeah, season one kind of gets a pass, I think. Right, but like, yeah, this is. This is the first time that we've had like it be this close. And also the first time I feel like the it has been so content free. It's literally just Lindsay saying, Hey, look, watch this video because Jim. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Um the video does feature Dance's fancy footwork, which um I always enjoy 
watching dance and that animation. Although it was just in this video and dances dances just here for the video. Like she doesn't talk yeah, or anything. It's it's so weird. I don't even know really what's I, I don't know. Um a lot of things about this episode don't make any sense just from a perspective of just like why is she here? Mm-hmm. Why are they doing that? I don't know, because reasons. Yeah. And the plot. Reasons and the plot. Okay, so yeah, we've we've talked about this recently. Um so the Misfits and Clash are watching Lindsay's show and video is there or no. The Misfits and Clash are watching the show and the Misfits say to Clash that video has been far more successful than Clash could ever hope to be. And so Clash comes up with the scheme to let her record their next video saying that she wants to be the fifth misfit, which for some reason she thinks a videographer would be the fifth misfit. Um, and then Pizzazz calls Clash yeah. a loser and walks away as Pizzazz does. As always. I mean, this is one of those things where I actually find the relationship between Clash and the misfits to be really interesting because even though it is ridiculous. It does highlight some dynamics of some relationships that happen where even though like a person might be treated really, really badly by a group of other people because they have this great desire to be in the group, to be friends with the people, even though like clearly these people can't ever be really friends with you the way they treat you. They just have this like need to be part of the group. And and so it's interesting that this is continuing with Clash because the last time she was all like, I want to be a party group, blah, blah. There was the whole Father's Day thing. And they completely dissed her at the end of that episode. You would think that she would have just gone off and found some other people to hang with by now. Yeah, and that's the thing is why. So, I mean, there, I, I guess there's something to be said for cycles of abuse and the mentality of kind of being in these kinds of relationships, you know, whether they're romantic or not. Um, But I mean, we don't see clash a whole lot. So presumably, you know, I'm assuming she has other things going on. She just comes by every once in a while because she wants to be more downtrodden. Like, I don't, I don't understand. I don't think clash has anything else to do. No, because quite honestly, Clash is not a great person. I mean, up until this point, we have not seen her be a great person. She was raised by a narcissistic jerk to be the center of attention at all times and got away with it. The only person who loves her, the only person who can put up with her is her dad. There can't be a lot of other people in the world who will put up with that kind of nonsense, because quite honestly, the only reason why anybody puts up with that kind of nonsense from the misfits is because they're rock stars and or they are rich. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's it. Yeah, that's very true. Well, so then we cut to video Shayna and one of the Starlight girls. I don't remember her name. It's um, Chrissy. It's Chrissy. Chrissy. I can remember Ashley because we had her in like the early episodes. And I remember Bonnie because we had an episode like really centered around her. And then, sorry, Chrissy, we haven't had we haven't had a Chrissy episode. Well, but the Runaway wasn't she one of yeah, the Runaways? She was one of the she was one of the Runaways. That's why I remember her. Okay, because she and she's also the one who 
had to deal with 12-year-old Michael Jackson in the Gem Jam. That's right. So why? Hmm. It's because I'm a horrible person. Um, so. No. <laughs> Surely not. Um, so we see video Shana and Chrissy um, talking in a recording or post-production studio about how much work video has to do and how all of her clients always expect more from her. Like they want everything to be the best. Um, and I'm assuming they're working on on this touted video for um, for Lindsay's show next week, but that isn't really specifically said. But I don't know why Chrissy and Shana would be there otherwise. Well, it's something about because Gem and the Holograms are the ones who are going to be hosting Lindsay's show. They decided that that's when they would introduce this new video, mm-hmm. and so now video is like, well, we gotta get it done by Saturday. But once again, a lot of deadlines happening here for no good reason. This always happens. It, it, it <laughs> These random deadlines. Because you have to, uh, I was going to say inflict urgency. Inject, that's the word. You have to inject urgency. Um, and arbitrary deadlines are one way to do that, I guess. Um, so then we cut again. I never noticed how much we cut from scene to scene with no transition until I wrote these show notes, because this is the first time I've written show notes for us. And the oh first God. time I've actually like uh, walked through a show. And my gosh, I keep writing. Meanwhile, we cut to blah, blah, blah. Meanwhile, we cut to this other thing. So anyway, we cut to someone knocking at the Misfits door. And of course, the Nisf- Misfits make fun of her because she looks like uh, a librarian, apparently, you know, the stereotypical librarian. I don't know what that means. So they make fun of her. Yeah, I don't I don't get it. It's like, oh, she has glasses mm-hmm. and her hair is in a bun. And she has kind of like a, a, a pantsuit, but not like a business mm-hmm. pantsuit on. I mean, I would have guessed that she was from the Child Protective Services myself. Yes. But, you know, here to talk I, about Jim and the holograms. Right. Right, it's like to collect some evidence. Right. I hear that you once kidnapped a child, <laughs> and then you kidnapped three more of them. Let's have a talk about that. I mean, if I was possessed, I'd be worried about opening the door to that. But clearly, yeah. that's not what they were thinking about. Or like a psychologist or psychiatrist trying to dive into that. So tell me about why you're awful. Um, so yeah, they steal her glasses. It turns out. The, this person who introduces herself as Sarah is actually Clash in the most convincing disguise of all time. Um, she should work in Hollywood doing makeup because they can't even tell she's wearing like a full mask. Right. But I mean, think about it. This She did impersonate Jem mm-hmm. so well that even Rio was fooled. Well. Not that Rio's <laughs> very observant, but I mean, I'm just saying. Right. Yeah. No, I, like... You are clearly a talented woman. Go do things. Um, But she has some kind of nefarious plan. And soon we see her in in disguise as Sarah at Starlight Mansion talking with Jerrica and the Holograms about producing a documentary about what it would be like to be on the road with Jim and the Holograms. Um, And the Holograms are like, yeah, it's a 3D tour. I don't think so. And Sarah cries because she wants to be a videographer like her idol video. And not just that, but she pulls out the whole, if I don't get a good grade, I won't get the scholarship I so desperately need. I'm like, wow, she knows these women. She knows exactly how to play them. How how to make their hearts bleed. Yeah. Right. My scholarship so that I can... (laughs) 
Yeah. And so she cries. She gets tears all over her glasses. Um, and Rhea says, hey, Jerrica, can we go in the other room and talk? Um, and it seems as though Jerrica will be convinced to allow Sarah on the tour, although we don't actually see that happen. Um, what we do see is Aja and Jerrica working out together in a gym, which I, I, I kind of liked the scene. Um, right. First of all, they're using the gym right. that we didn't know existed right. until Kimber almost got married. Yeah. But <laughs> I was like, oh, my God, the gym. It actually made a reappearance. It's amazing. <laughs> Um, and what I, what I really liked about this is, is I, I feel a feminist rant coming on, but previously <laughs> we saw, you know, like the misfits and I think Jim and the holograms using in the gym, um, but they were not being very healthy in their exercise habits and they were there like because they wanted to win a competition and not because, you know, exercise is healthy and, and a thing that, that can help people move their bodies and, and, and that kind of thing. Whereas this was, it was kind of ancillary. It wasn't a part of the plot. It was just the thing that they were doing at the time. And they weren't like, Oh my God, I'm working out while we're talking. It was just what they were doing. It was just, you know, a part of their routine. And I really, really liked that. That was pretty awesome. And also, these ladies are pretty buff. Yeah. I have to say, that that's pleasing. No, that pleases no me. No sweat. They're, you know, this is... Could take a couple lessons from them. Um, but Aja and Jerrica are working out together. And Aja tells Jerrica that she has concerns about Sarah coming on the road. Uh, she thinks it's unwise that the Jim Jerrica secret might be revealed. Uh, and Jerrica tells Aja that Aja is being stubborn and unreasonable because they never have what? issues with the holograms what? ever. Right. Like, okay. First of all, Jerrica was being very um, astute when she first said no to Sarah. Mm -hmm. And I understand her changing her mind because of Rhea, because Rhea like, has a softer heart and whatever. I can see it, but Aja is only bringing up something that is practical. She is also being astute at this point where she's like, you know, we have to make sure, or how are we going to keep the secret? Now, beyond the astuteness of this conversation, I just want to point out that everything is unnecessarily complicated from here on mm -hmm. out because they're pretending like Jerrica and Jim are both on this bus. Why didn't Jerrica just stay home? But anyway, we'll get to that in a second. I'm just saying. But this conversation is hilarious because we don't actually see Jerrica and Aja fight that much, but they have a fight. Yeah. And it's not, it's it's kind of an ugly fight. Like, they're not screaming, but Jerrica calls Aja names and it persists for what I can only assume is several days. It's not like they had a difference of opinion and then they sat down and talked about it after they'd cooled off a little bit, it was like a continual thing for a while. Um, yeah. And I don't know what that was about because they really could have just solved that whole problem if they sat down and have a conversation. But instead they were, I think that the, the workout pumped them up too much. Too much adrenaline. Too much adrenaline. They're like, I gotta <laughs> lift this. Arr, I'm mad at you. Stubborn in a reasonable. <laughs> That could be. And I want to go on record right here and say Aja is completely right. Like, 
How many times have there been mystery satellite interruptions and the holograms have just like gone away? Uh, what? So Jem's going to disappear from the back of the bus in her very exciting sleeping position. Like right. how, how would you handle that if it happened? Um, so they'd be like, Oh my gosh, look, it's Elvis Presley. <laughs> and then they would run away or something. I don't happen? know. So, now, though, we get to hear Clash's plan. She will, and I quote, shoot the holograms at their very worst so she can swap that footage and, you know, video she creates for video's video. What an awful sentence. For video's video on the next episode of Lindsay's show. And so, you know, pizzazz always making trouble is like sure why don't you do that and clash is like sure but i want to be the fifth misfit if if this all works out and pizzazz is like of course we'll do that but her fingers are crossed behind her back i think that wasn't animated but i'm pretty sure that was that was the case but here's the thing i wonder what were they gonna do if this did all work out were they really just gonna be like well we told you that you could be the fifth misfit but we lied ha 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 well we got what we wanted I mean, was that really the way it was going to go down? Probably. I, I, I probably like this is, this is pizzazz. She has no concept of consequences, even though she seems to face consequences, maybe not the harshest of consequences, but she does face them, but she just doesn't, I don't know if she doesn't have the ability to think things through and plan ahead or what. I don't know. All I know is that she's mean. She's very mean. She's so mean. And poor Clash, she's being sent off to do this thing. But will she become the fifth misfit? Hmm. Film at 11. Mm. I, I bet. Yes, she will. Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, so Clash slash Sarah has to get up five o'clock the next morning. She's filming Jerrica and the holograms getting on their tour bus. Uh, but Jem is missing. Where where could Jem be? Um, and it's not. And Aja is mean about it. She's like, yeah, Jerrica, where's Jem? Like, oh, man, she's just getting catty up in here. Yeah, it's not until it's not until Sarah asks so like is Jim coming the chair is like oh yeah I guess maybe this should happen you know and of course Aja doesn't let that opportunity pass her by um so you know while <laughs> while Sarah is filming uh Jerrica's like okay synergy we need a hologram and out walks Jim I don't know uh so this actually brings up a question for me and that is, can these holograms be filmed? Because, I mean, I guess they, they can, must. but, you know, usually, usually the hologram is like over Jerrica. So I, well, I guess it's always being filmed. All right. But yeah, that was just one thing I was thinking. I was like, is just a, a hologram that isn't over a person, is that able to be filmed? Because wouldn't the camera just see right through it? But maybe it wouldn't. I mean, because if the camera could see through it, then Jem's sticker would be exposed. I'm thinking about this too hard, aren't I? Okay, moving on. They're, they're, I think as we've explained in the past, they are the hard light holograms. Um, and yes. Oh, right. You're yep. right. Yes. Okay. All right. I mean, no, Problem solved. We, didn't, we didn't talk about it in relation to, to like, f- film, I think. But 
Yeah, hard light holograms. Totally science. Science the heck out of this. Um, so yes, apparently on film, but in a lower voice, Jerica, Jerica prompts Synergy to create the gym hologram for the trip. Um, and then the next thing we know, we're on the bus and Sarah's like filming the passing scenery. <laughs> She's just like standing up like through the side windows of the bus. It's B-roll? I guess. D-roll? Cinema verite. <laughs> I must capture the the way that the fields roll by mm. and and the subtle uselessness of modern transportation and the futility of yeah. life yes um okay so sarah's filming the scenery jim is napping the jim hologram is napping in the back of the bus and Jerica starts talking to synergy again while sarah is filming Hopefully she doesn't have a mic on that old, like, late 80s camcorder. Um, and it's just like, hey, Synergy, I wanted to let you know you're doing a good job. You know, keep it up. Which is, I don't know, something that not a lot of employers do to human people. But but Synergy, right. <laughs> good job, Synergy. Sometimes Synergy just needs a little bit of encouragement. Yes. But yeah, again, I'm going to ask here, why is Jerrica even necessary for this trip? Like, especially right. if they're worried. About, you know, like Sarah catching one of the fact that Jem is actually just a hologram pretending to sleep in the back of the bus. Why did Derek just stay home? Uh, and just Jem comes on the tour? Because, like, what point is the CEO of the record company to the tour? Well, she's also, uh, I was going to say stage manager, but I think that's more supposed to be Rio, isn't it? Yeah, and he's not on the strip, thank goodness. No, wait, he yeah, is. He, I forgot. Oh, yes, no, he's. Oh, go. God. We're talking about that. Okay. Oh, and yeah, here's the other thing. So Rio's on this trip with them. Does he? Is he never going to try to talk to Jim to, or touch her, kiss her? Nothing. He's just going to be like, ah, eh, Jim's in the back of the bus sleeping. Yeah. I'm just going to. What is happening? <laughs> See, also, the animation for this episode makes it very clear that it's the C team uh, animators. And so I kind of feel like it's the C team writers uh, maybe. who've written this episode. I don't know. I kind of liked this episode though. Um, well, it, it, yeah, there is when, when Jim, when Jerrica and Aja are talking in the gym, there's some weird stuff happening with Aja's lips. I was like, okay, we'll we'll just not look at the screen right now because it was a little unsettling. Um, OC team animators. I'm sure you are all on the A team right. now. You did your best. 30 to... years later. Yeah. But my goodness, there were times when I was just like, <laughs> what are you all doing over there? Why, what is this? Why is Asha so scary? Also, wind harp. I'm never letting that go. <laughs> never okay. letting it go. So this is, you know, obviously related to previous episodes, but I actually looked up a wind, the wind harp because it's not something I'd actually heard of. And I was like, yeah, they, they, no. <laughs> was... No one looked it up. They were just like, oh, it's a, it's a giant wind harp on the side of the cliff. Like, that's the description that they got. They're like, okay. <laughs> and, you know. Again, this was 30 years ago or whatever in the 80s. Oh, more than 30 years ago. Ah, anyway, I'm not thinking about that. Shh, quiet. Anyway, so this is a long time mm-hmm. ago. <laughs> and so they couldn't, you know, go to Google right. and Google wind harp, you know, alien wind harp. So 
gotta give them that. But I'm just, I'm really mad that nobody sent them an explanation of what the thing or a picture of it. You know, something. Come on. Yeah. Come on. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway. Anyway, so so Jericho's over there talking to Synergy, and Asha's like, you know, WTF. And then Shayna's like, you're not going to paint a good picture for this documentary. Like, you keep bickering, and this documentary is just going to be all of us fighting. And that's that's going to be the thing. Um, which I, Once again, Shayna, the voice right? of Right, and I was like, Shayna, you were so close to hitting the nail on the head here. Um, and then we we get our next song, uh, which is one of these days, the video where anything that can go wrong will go wrong at both rehearsals and concerts. Yeah, I don't. So why is this particular concert tour filled with everything terrible? Like instruments are breaking. People are nearly getting killed by things. Buses are breaking down. I'm surprised that like you know yetis didn't come out of the forest for them or something it's like they get caught up in a zombie apocalypse for all the things that just went wrong for no good reason well i think you're forgetting that the yetis are friendly and will help jim and jerica out so that would actually be or jim and the holograms out so that would be a boon for them and not in the spirit of this particular video just want to point that out <laughs> that's true okay. i couldn't even finish my sentence uh hmm. yeah well all I know is that this song is terrible. <laughs> I kind of, I kind of appreciate it because I don't know. I've had, I've had. It seems like every Thursday is kind of a bad day for me lately. So it's just like this will be the song I play on Thursdays, and maybe it'll counteract that bad energy. Um, but okay, that's yeah, yeah, you I know, like that. we'll just, you know, we'll do that. Um, I don't I don't mind the song. I, too, thought the video was a little bit overblown and uh, ridiculous. I mean, it's a three day tour. It's can you even call it a tour if it's three days? Right. This whole idea of them going on a three day tour, that's something that you do when your band is like still new practicing in a garage. You know, it's like we're going to go on a tour for three days. Like when you're jamming the holograms, first of all. Well, I mean, I know lots of like big bands still ride around in a bus, but there's usually more than one bus and the buses are usually much fancier than this. Mm-hmm. And also they don't go on tour for three days. Mm-hmm. Well, oh, the record industry. I wondered where the equipment was because the people are in the bus. And I, I mean, I know there's quite a bit of storage underneath, but they all play pretty big instruments like a full drum kit, a guitar a keyboard probably like the keytar and all the stuff and i, I was right. like where and plus they, they clearly right they clearly also need to bring more than one of each of those things because they keep breaking <laughs> like raya put her whole hand through the drum head i don't even really think that's actually possible but she somehow did it anyway i i still was just like what yeah yeah it was odd uh well we see them go through a couple of vid- vin well, we see them go through a couple of venues through the video and their their next stop on the tour, which I, I'm assuming is the last one, uh, is currently occupied by a circus. Um, and, you know, like, oh, my God, <laughs> the scene <laughs> like like a th- like a three ring circus, maybe. I don't know. And they like. Jem and Jerrica and the holograms and Sarah and Rio like all walk in and the lion 
I can't even say it. The lion tamer is having trouble getting one of the cats in its cage. Yes, he can't get Simba into his cage. Like, Simba, whip crack, Simba back. And, you know, first of all, that's not how they get lions into the cage. That's just, that's it's not how it happens. It's inaccurate. It, it just, that's not how it goes. But then the best part of this scene, the very best part <laughs> is when he's like, he's like, back Simba. And Rio's like, I'm going to go help them out. I'm like, Rio! Rio, stop! You, they do not need your damn help. What are you doing? Why do you always do this? Why do you always insert yourself into situations where you are not needed? This is ridiculous. When did he go to life teaching school? Right, like there are a bunch of people, a bunch like it's not just one guy. There are a lot of people. They're all with this circus, and I'm gonna assume they know how to deal with this lion. You don't know how to deal with the lion. Get out of there, Rio. And then, of course, the next thing that happens is the lion escapes and goes on a rampage and I'm like that's directly because Rio got involved like this show doesn't say it but that's how it went down like Rio's like I'm gonna go help them and suddenly the lion is on the loose I'm like see Rio is the worst yeah I mean and so let's so what has Rio done he's he's apparently been a building inspector um (laughs) like a cruise ship captain like what are all of the situations he has inserted right? himself in where he's oh just my like, god so many you know like so so we talk on the internet a lot about imposter syndrome and like that feeling that you're not qualified to do anything and rio has the opposite of imposter syndrome rio has insert yourself in any damn situation you can think of syndrome and it really needs to stop yeah, he's got he's got expert syndrome where he only <laughs> thinks he's the expert in all the things. Like he just pops up and he's like, "Yes, I'm an expert in that. Let me just go help." It's just like when he was on the movie set and he was randomly fixing lights. Right. They have people for that, but Rio's like, Mm-mm, yeah, I, "I gotta got fix this. this light. I got this. What are you doing? Help!" Oh, Rio, Rio's ah, uh, he's the worst. Rio's the um. So, so yeah, he inserts himself in the situation. He makes things worse. Um, yeah. So, but before, before he makes things worse, he just is like, I'm going to go help. And then we kind of cut to Sarah um, talking with Jerrica and talking about how, oh my gosh, you, um, you, you all take care of each other. Like, it's clear that, that Clash as Sarah has kind of had, um, an epiphany about the way that friends treat each other, I think. And yeah. um, while she's talking with Jerrica, this is when the, the lion gets away. And so Aja helps distract the lion and saves Jerrica and Rhea saves Sarah. Um, no, 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 Sarah saves Rhea. Sarah saves Rhea. I thought it was the other way around. Oh. No, because that's why Aja says right. you know she's all right because she saved raya because yeah she like pulls raya out of the way when the lion is like i'm gonna eat everybody which can we just talk about how that's not circus lions are not trying to eat anybody right. even if they got loose they would just be like i'm gonna go find a box and sit right <laughs> but whatever that lion was out for everybody's blood and so he almost got it but aja saved jerica and sarah saved raya and aja and jerica make up because that's what they do right. because they're friends uh, but the, hold on, mm-hmm. <clears throat> let me set that sentence again. 
But the whole thing that you were saying about, you know, Clash La Sera kind of having an epiphany about things, it, it really is true. And that's actually what makes this kind of sad in the mm-hmm. end. Because she does. She she looks at how Rio and Jerrica talk to each other and treat each other, how all the holograms talk to each other and treat each other. And, you know, even though I'm sure that she's had models of good friendship elsewhere before, for some reason, like right here, it just really gets to her. Maybe it's because she has to play this role of being a nice person instead of a horrible, terrible narcissist. And and that is what is different about her perception at this moment. So, yeah, it's it's almost sweet, except for the fact she's trying to portray them. Yeah, I and I think it's actually why I liked this episode. You know, Justin was sitting next to me, rolling his eyes and like, who wrote this? Did they have a week to write this? What is going on? I'm like, I don't think it's the worst episode. I I kind of like it. And I think it's it's because it shows some character depth that we don't necessarily see. Um, like maybe like I, so I think it kind of look at me analyzing the show again, weird. Um, but I think it speaks Do to kind of how lonely clash is and how much she wants to fit in. And she wants to have, um, a sense of friendship and community, you know, and she sees it modeled and is like, Oh, this is actually pretty great. And, you know, she's still a horrible person, but, but she's got layers in a way that, that other characters don't necessarily have that we see anyway. This is true. And hmm, it would have been nice if that had led to something. Yes. And that's where the show let me down. Letting me down show. Um, so the lion is captured. They they snare it with a giant rope net. And um, Jerrica and Aja make the comment that Sarah's practically an honorary hologram at this point. Uh, which, is, which is sad. Because she really wants to be an honorary misfit. Yeah. Um. So we don't actually get to see any concerts other than in that montage. So we see Clash finishing her or we see Clash um, showing her uncomplimentary video to to Pizzazz and the Misfits. And Clash tries to convince them that maybe they could keep the video to themselves, which, again, I think feeds into that character depth. Um, But Pizzazz says not only will Clash not become the fifth Misfit, she'll miss the opportunity to ruin video's career. Um, spoken like a true, true pizzazz. This is true, but I, I still feel like they're overplaying what this video could possibly right. do. I mean, having looked at it, it's like, oh no, the holograms sometimes fall off the bus seat and they don't look great in the morning before they've had a shower. Yeah. And things sometimes break. It's awful. It's just the worst. Yeah. I, I just don't, well, whatever. Well, and also, like, this is going to ruin video's career. How? Uh, I don't know. I don't know. But that's the plan. That is the plan. Um, So Pizzazz has enlisted Techrat. So we get some Techrat to sabotage uh, Jim and the Holograms because they're supposed to guest host Lindsay's show. So Techrat's going to do some stuff so they don't make it. Um, so Clash sneaks into Lindsay's studio dressed as video 
and steals videos cut of the clip they're planning on airing. Can we just talk about for a minute how video has one copy of this video? And again, that sentence. So it's, you know, it's the master copy. It's the master tape. But okay, it's the master. You make some copies. I mean, wouldn't you just make some copies anyways? Like, well, better make sure I have one from my archives. Yeah. Better make sure I have one, I don't know, to send off to that video competition or whatever. I don't know. But just like having one tape that you work that hard on it. She worked so hard on it. She fell asleep in the studio amid all that trash. You see all that trash all over that studio? Yeah. There's some Starlight girls in there to pick that up, girl. What is that? I, I think it was meant to be, uh, oh, look how hard she's been working. She can't hit the trash can or pick up after herself. She didn't even try to hit the trash can. That's how sad that was. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So she's like napping in video or Clash switches the videos out. I, mm, yeah. I mean, I'm, I'm a nerd. I have like two backups at least of everything, but I don't know. Tapes are expensive. I have no idea. Um, Reasons. And the plot. Indeed. So Clash, still dressed as video, delivers uh, the tape to the studio and asks the producer not to watch it because she wants it to be a surprise. Did I get that wrong? I didn't get that wrong. No. It's, and it's weird because so video wakes up and she's like, oh, that was a great sleep. And then she's like, wait a minute, where's the tape? Oh, no. And then she correctly deduces somehow that Clash is involved. I guess just because Clash would be the only person who would be involved. And then she calls the studio and she's like, it's Lindsay. Something's up. And he's like, shut up, lady. You're not Lindsay because Lindsay just walked right, in the door I and he hangs that. up on it. <laughs> the notes, yeah. And then she's like, yeah, Red, don't don't play this tape. Don't what, look at it. And he's all like, well, that's really unusual. But hey, for you, anything. And I'm like, sir, the FCC wants to have a word with you, sir. <laughs> sir. Don't put stuff on air that you ain't seen. That could be just nudity. Video could have gone straight up, just written over the cliff and decided to film Gemma the Holograms naked and put it up on your show. I'm just saying, maybe you should have watched the tape, but whatever. So yeah, we have have the bad video delivered and then video is like, oh, well, I've got to recreate this uh, with with Chrissy, I guess. Um, right a bunch of starlight girls show up and they're like we're gonna recreate it real fast but i'm like i don't yeah how is that weird working because like what are you working off of i just the whole video creation process is not very well explained as to what's going on were the starlight girl was video watching them well no they just came over to help they came over to help because they're they're experts at video production now they spent a week in videos and they knew and somehow they knew she and nobody them. else knew. She called them up. She's like, uh, Hey yeah, yeah. girls, do you want to come over here and help me out? Child labor. <laughs> I don't have to pay you. Right? No. Okay. So video is trying to recreate that video. Tech rats done his techie thing and is in control of the rock and roadster as Jim and the holograms are driving to Lindsay's studio. He's planted a anti quote digital electronic doodad. Is that the technical name? I think so. Okay, then. Yes. So, of course, the Rock and Roadster is careening out of control. But 
you know, and they're they're like, oh, my gosh, what are we going to do? This is not a good situation. I totally agree. I would kind of think it was not a good situation, too. Uh, so Jim and the holograms spot a helicopter and ask Synergy to get the pilot's attention. So Synergy produces a light show that says help. And, the and pilot that saves dude, them. he didn't even question it. He was right? just like, oh, the words help are spelled out in the sky somehow. Oh, look. Those ladies are waving their arms. Perhaps they are the ones who are in need of help. Let me just fly my... What? <laughs> what? Yeah, it was... It was odd. It was very odd. Um, this is almost as bad as that time that Jem, like, got across New York City on, like, <laughs> you know, skydiving equipment and... and, and what was it? A skateboard, and uh-huh. just and she uh-huh. just flew onto the roof of a. You know, just I can't. Yep, yep. Um, so yeah, Lysha says help. The pilot saves them uh, and takes them to Lindsay's studio just as the misfits walk in, and 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 Jim was like, "We need to get to this. You know, we need to get to the studio." And he, what was it? His daughter or his niece wouldn't what, forgive my him. My daughter would never forgive me if I didn't help out Jim and the holograms. And I'm like, yeah. they meet an awful lot of people with young people in their lives who love Jim and the holograms so uh-huh. much that these people feel compelled to do things for them. Mm-hmm. That yep. happens a lot. A lot. Which is good for, for, for Jim and the holograms because otherwise they would probably not be alive anymore and Pizzazz would have won. And we don't want Pizzazz to win because True. Pizzazz is awful. Also true. Um, so the holograms are late for their call time, though. I mean, obviously, you don't want them just walking in at the last second to record. You got to make sure the video or the the makeup's okay, the lighting's okay. You know, there's prep work that needs to be done. Um, and yeah, so the they're work. missing from the set. The misfits walk in because, of course, they know that Jim Jim and the holograms are not going to show up. And the producer, I believe it's the producer, um, the misfits walk in. He's like, oh, thank goodness. You know, you're he, someone's here. And someone's like, those aren't that's not Jim and the holograms. And the producer says they're female. They sing and they're a group. Good enough. That dude needs to be fired. He like, needs, Lindsay be- needs to come back from whatever vacation she is on. Smack him across the face and tell him to get out. Mm-hmm. No, no, sir. No. Yeah. I was so mad. Uh, so because they're female, they sing in their group. So he can recognize that they're some kind of group, I guess, because of the way they're dressed. I mean, he apparently doesn't know who Jim and the holograms are. So how would he know who the misfits are? I don't know. That's yeah. very odd. I'm sorry, but if you're the producer of the Lindsay show and you don't know one group of women musicians from another, you need to be fired. Agreed. Like, what the heck is wrong with you, sir? Yep. But anyway, he's like, yep, go on. It's fine. Whatever. We, I don't know who you are. Uh, but fortunately, Jem bursts through the doors just in time. Um, and they're able to introduce their video. And Lindsay mm-hmm. has delivered her video. You mean video? Video has yes. delivered her video. Video has. 
So why did they do this thing? But can we just talk about how those ladies were, not even all of them were in a helicopter. Some of them were hanging on the outside (laughs) of the helicopter, yet they do not look like some very big blades were whirring and whipping their (laughs) hair around. I mean, Shayna, at least her afro should have been all on one side of her head. I'm just saying. That's kind of shady how they just leapt off of a helicopter and still they just look fine. I think what we're seeing is some hologram magic. Maybe so. Yeah. That's how I'm going to hand wave that away. Um, yeah. So, yep. They, they, they introduced themselves. Videos delivered the actual video just in time. It all works out. And we see uh, a video for The Last Laugh, which is a, a clip video. Which is weird. How did they get all of this footage of this video? It makes no sense. Yeah, it's very odd. It's a terrible, like, okay, this video is actually a really terrible video. Yes. Because it is, yeah, it's clips of times when Gem and the Holograms have gone up against the Misfits and they have won. But there is no literal way that video could have gotten hold of some of that footage. You know, some, mm-hmm. some of it is from things, first of all, that never happened. Like, some of that footage is actually from a Misfits video, which is like, rights, lady, rights. You just can't use that. Um, but that was all, I think, also in Pizazz's imagination. But as we know from the Ask Second Chapman episode, video can apparently film people's imaginations. So maybe that's how she got that footage? Maybe. I mean, we talk a lot about how Tech Rat has all this technology for the future. Perhaps video has strange technology from the future as well that can like film what's inside of people's heads alien technology Ooh, Tekra is from the future and video is an alien that would explain so much oh my god yeah anyway um, I also don't like this song yeah it's just yeah actually I don't like it because it is uncharacteristically annoying for Gem and the Holograms because they're like haha you thought that you were going to get the better of me, but I got the better of you. It's like, okay, sure. Yeah. As I was listening, I thought this is, this is very reminiscent of something the Misfits would do. This does not feel like a Jim and the Holograms video to me or song. Yeah. And also like, there's actually even a shot of like, at one point Jim is singing toward the camera and she has just this angry look on her face. Basically it's, they're not unjustified in being angry about the abuse heaped upon them by the misfits over the years that they've known them. But it's really weird that they would like randomly have this video where they're like, the whole point of the video is to say, you suck. You thought you were going to take advantage of us, but we're better people. And also we hate you. Yeah. And it's odd. Jim also does this like wink at the camera too. Like, I don't know. It was weird. Um, so yeah, weird song, weird video. Uh, it's over. The Misfits call Clash Sarah really loudly because they're angry that the quote unquote good video. I would I would debate that, but the good video was shown, and Jim overhears. Um, hears I think Pizzazz calling Clash Sarah. And so uh, Video kind of confronts Clash and says, do you really resent me so much that you'd sabotage her or sabotage me? And Jim tells Clash that she belonged with the holograms when she was acting as Sarah. 
And of course, Clash gets really angry, storms out after Pizzazz and the Misfits and screams that she's capable of being the fifth Misfit, even though like Pizzazz is gone. Um, and that's not only we... gone, but driving away, laughing at her. Right. And Clash runs down the street a little bit. And then we see her desperately saying that she can be the fifth misfit and she is left behind in the dust. And then she is never heard from again. Really? Is this the last Clash episode? This is the last time we ever see Clash. Oh, that is so sad. Mm-hmm. Oh, that is so sad. I, I, I don't know. I feel... I mean, here's the thing. When, when Video says to her, do you really resent me that much? I'm like, Video, every single episode that Clash has ever been in is about her resenting you. Yes. And you're like, and, and she seems like surprised that Clash would do this. I'm like, this is what Clash does, clearly. This ain't even the first time Clash has tried to do something like this. I don't know what your whole thing is. But the thing that Jem says to her, you know, about how she could tell that Clash as Sarah was really starting to feel a part of the group. And now she's ruined all that. I mean, I felt like that was actually the more apt thing to say because that was that was something that she discerned from watching what went down as opposed to just being like, do you really hate me that much? Yes, she hates you that much. Oh my gosh, we've, we've gone over this. And it, it does end up being really sad because Clash, you can, I think that Clash did agree with Jem's assessment, but she couldn't let go of that Misfits thing. Probably because as much as she enjoyed being with the holograms, I don't think that she could stand to admit weakness or even admit that she likes people that her cousin also likes. Mm. And then there's that whole thing where like she hates video so much, but it's really weird why she hates video because again, she is loved by her horrible father. Just her horrible father loves her so much. Why she has to be so jealous of video I still don't get. But in the end, I, I do like, I just feel really bad for Clash right here. And so I had to make up a headcanon to make myself, make myself feel better at the end of this episode. Okay, share, please. Well, I think that what happened was that Clash spent a couple of days thinking about how she could get Pizzazz and the others to accept her as a misfit. And then she decided to like, she put together some kind of scheme in her mind and she went to find some other people who would help her with the scheme. Like she went down to that weird seedy club that the misfits used to hang out in to like find other people to to do, you know, this whatever she was going to do to prove herself with mm -hmm. them. And she ends up falling in with a group of people who also feel kind of lost. Like they really love the misfits, but like they've had they've all had like some really bad experience with the misfits like you know maybe she runs into the zomboys or you know something but like pizzazz has been mean to them. them roxy has been mean to them jetta stepped all over them like Stormer was nice to somebody maybe once but you know who knows and as they all get to talking about this they all sort of realize that even though the misfits make great music they're not great people and and clash just really takes that to heart and so then they all decide to form their own group. And they're not even like a musical group. They're just like a group of people. They're a community group. And, and they go on to do like really amazing performance art installations 
maybe they hook up with that one dude who did those terrible uh like robot thingies that Eric Raymond was so in love with. Oh yeah. And yeah. they become like the first post punk art collective in fake San Angeles. And mm-hmm. and they just go on to just make beautiful things. That is what I imagine for Clash. I like it. I like it. Clash Clash needs somewhere where she belongs. And feels love. Although it's yes. not like, you know. Anyway, so that is that episode. We It was a short episode. We got two oh repeat videos at the end. <laughs> right. And one of them wasn't even in this episode. Like one of them was some, I think it was a Misfit song. They're just like, Lindsay was like, and here's a Misfit song. You're like, what? It was, like I said, this is why I feel like this is some weird leftover episode from season two. Because it's half-baked. It's short. It ends badly. And then there are like two, three music videos at the end of it. And you're just like, why did we need to see all that again? Um, yeah. This yeah. is the redheaded stepchild of season three. Yeah, it's it's not the best. Um, so do you have any closing thoughts? Oh, Clash. Oh, Clash. But it'll be okay for her. Cause she will. She's going to find that art collective. It's going to be amazing. I'm looking forward to it. Well, I guess I don't get to see it, but I'm glad that she has that. Um, yeah. So our next episode is Beauty and the Rock Promoter. Oh, my God. <laughs> you guys. <laughs> see, just based on this, I'm really, really looking forward to it. This is just one of the most ridiculous but awesome episodes. Like. Like, even though it's not a ride episode, it still has this place in my heart of, like, what is even happening? Why? Also, Jem gets to wear a pretty awesome dress in it. It's it's not a riot episode? No, it's not. Because Okay, so I skimmed the synopsis just enough to see that it it's like a play on Beauty and the Beast. And I was like, oh, this has got to be a riot episode where he's, like, the Beast. And, of course, Jem is the beauty and, nope. you know, stuff. Oh. Nope. Oh nope. gosh. Oh, okay. <laughs> but but Rio is still going to get jealous. And so <laughs> Of course he is. And they're actually like all of the songs in this next episode are original songs to the episode. And and they're pretty good ones. And it's just going to be it's going to be a lot of fun, but also it's it's like there's so much there's so much ridiculousness, so much. So I'm looking forward to this. Okay. All right, we'll we'll see. We'll see what happens. So I guess that's it for this week. Where can people I'm going to I'm going to pull from my podcast. Where can people find you online? You can find me at ktempestbradford.com. That is my website and blog. And from there you can click to find my Twitter, uh my Facebook group that you can join. So you can follow me. I'm even on Google Plus for no good reason whatsoever. <laughs> Um, you can also find me on Tumblr. I know, poor Google Plus. You can find me on Tumblr, but basically, ktempestbradford.com is is the hub. You can also find there my uh, videos, the Tempest Challenge, and you can also find there my podcast, which is called The Right Gear. That's W R I T E, where I talk about writing tools, both analog and digital. So yeah, you should check that out. 
All right. Well, and I'm Aline on Twitter. Well, I'm Aline everywhere, but on Twitter also, I'm Aline. It's A-L-E-E-N. Uh, I also have a podcast on the Relay FM Podcasting Network. It's relay.fm forward slash L-T-O-E. And I get to talk about uh, geeky things with cool people every week there. I have a blog that I write on very infrequently. Um, that's alinemean.com. And also next week uh, is the first ever app camp for girls in Phoenix. So I want to plug that because uh, we have put a lot of work into organizing and coordinating that. And if you want to kind of follow along, you can find App Camp for Girls on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, um, probably something else I'm forgetting. So if you want to see uh, see kids learning how to write apps, uh, that is the place to go to kind of keep up and, and just be along for the ride. Um you can find our network at hologramradio.org. We also have a Patreon. Um, supporting us on Patreon kind of helps us, you know, pay for, you know, storage and bandwidth and, and all of that kind of thing. And um, am I forgetting anything? I don't think so. I mean, okay. that's that's pretty much what it is. Oh, by the way, like, you all should give a shout out to Alex on Twitter. Absolutely. At, at Zero Distraction. Let him know. You miss him, even though Alina and I are pretty hilarious. We are. I mean, we're amazing. But we do miss Alex. Hopefully he'll return to us next week because I really, I, I cannot imagine not hearing his opinions on Beauty and the Rock Promoter. Are there impersonations for him to do? Yes. All right. I'm looking forward to it even more now. All right. Well, that's it for this week. We will see you next week. Until then, show's over, Synergy.